Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Brisbane, Australia with my new friend Branda Cross of BrandaFromBrisbane.com. Branda is from the UK originally, but has lived in the Brisbane area for many years. In this episode, we talk about the Australian Zoo, beautiful beaches and islands off the coast, and Adventure World. You'll hear these three great stories and so much more. The show notes will be available at WeTravelThere.com forward slash Brisbane. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Brianda, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Today, we're talking about a city that I've always wanted to visit in Australia, Brisbane, Australia. Did I actually pronounce it correctly? That was wonderful because we often get Brisbane, which gives us a little bit of a laugh because we know, uh oh, they're from overseas. <laughs> Maybe I can uh, camouflage my way into there and act like a local. So, like, how did you get to, to Brisbane? What's your story? My story. Okay. So, I started off, I was born in England and found the man of my dreams, and we decided that we didn't like each other's parents, so therefore the best thing to do was to go on the other side of the world. At about that time, we were very fortunate in being able to make use of something called the 10-pound POM scheme, where Australia actually paid you to come to Australia. And my husband was doing a degree, as was I, so we went to a university of New South Wales and fell in love with Australia, had a family, did a little bit of tripping around, lived in the States, lived in Malaya, places pretty well all over, and then decided, okay, Oz is our place of uh, that we're going to call home. So we came back, went to a place called Toowoomba. Now, Toowoomba was a little country town in Queensland, and my son had to change all his alliances with his football club because instead (laughs) of being a New South Welshman, he was suddenly a Queenslander. And, of course, as you probably know, Australia is very, very keen on sports. So we have spent most of our life in Toowoomba, but, of course, you get to the point of the empty nest. And we had also bought a small unit in Brisbane, which is just two hours north from Toowoomba, that we used to go to for our cultural events because Toowoomba was a little bit low on the culture. And again, it was very country town. So Brisbane was where we would go if we wanted shows or concerts. And when it came to the full retirement bit, we thought, okay, this is uh, is going to be our mainstay. But The unit wasn't quite big enough. By this time, we had got used to the garden and all that went with it. 
So we now live north of Brisbane in a little place called Narangba, which is just 40 minutes out from Brisbane, but spend a pretty good portion of our life actually in our Brisbane unit. For the people that aren't really familiar with the geography of Australia, uh, where exactly is Brisbane in relation to the country? Brisbane is on the eastern side, and if you think Sydney, and then just keep going up the coast. So once you've located where Sydney is, which is sort of two-thirds of the way down, then you just go up. About halfway along on the coast, you've got what we call the Gold Coast, which is the mecca for people coming from overseas, and I do not know why because it is just multi-rise, 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 and what used to be a beautiful beach is now completely hidden in shade of the multi-story buildings. And then you go up a little bit further from that, and you're in Queensland and the subtropics, which is what we're in. And hence, we have the little saying, beautiful one day, perfect the next, because we're in the subtropics and the climate is pretty good. That's fantastic. I've actually... Stopped briefly in, in Brisbane on the way from Sydney to Townsville. I went to go see the, the Billabong Wildlife Sanctuary to be able to hug a wombat. And then I was going to go and go do diving to go see the Great Barrier Reef, but my boat got canceled that day, so, we, I, so I missed out on it. But yeah, so if you had to describe the people of Brisbane in just a couple of words, how would you do that? Very easygoing. I think that's our reputation. In fact, I believe in the States, as indeed all over the world, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. I mean, we are the home of the crocodile hunter. And if you think of Steve Irwin, that's pretty well the iconic Australian. Now, having said that, I do have to qualify it. We do not walk (laughs) around in khaki shorts saying good eye. But there is that sort of inherent, easygoing, almost boyish attitude with people. They're very sports-minded, love their barbecues. Yes, they're not sort of really sophisticated, even though sometimes the city people do try to bring that allure to the city. But really, underneath, down under, we are, in fact, very easygoing. We mentioned earlier that there's kind of like a subtropic climate there in Brisbane. As far as like the temperatures throughout the year, obviously, one, uh, your seasons are flipped from uh, here in America. But as far as if people are planning a trip to come down there, are there certain times of year that are better to visit than others? Maybe there's certain festivals that maybe maybe we want to check out? In actual fact, we are back to front. The best time to visit as far as Brisbane is concerned is winter because you've always got your beautiful days, but they're not particularly hot. So if you're not happy with warmer climates, then that's your best time. And that is obviously a complete reversal to what you have. But I would say for 10 months of the year, you would have as near as a perfect climate as you could hope. Now, it does get a little bit hot and humid over the Christmas season. Hence why I say it's sort of back to front because most people travel over the the Christmas season. Now, beginning from the latter part of August right through until actually the end of October, we have the festival season and it's one festival after another. We start off with the River Fire Festival because, of course, Brisbane is a river city. And that at one stage was its problem, was its river, because it's like 
a snake that's got sort of six loops in it. And in the early days, of course, for the early settlers, it was trying to get from one side of the, the river to the other was a big problem. Well, now that we've got 15 bridges, that isn't quite such a problem. So a lot of our activities are around our river. We have city cats and ferries constantly, and it's a working river, Lee. It, it's a river where people actually travel to and from one part of the city to another by ferry. And I love that. I mean, what better way to travel around the city than on the river? Absolutely. I, I think that's one of the unique things of being able to, to explore Brisbane is being able to use those ferries. Now, you also mentioned the city cats. Is that kind of like a ferry or like a water taxi? What is that? Catamarans, the catamarans. Yeah. Very smooth and very large. I love the old fashioned ones myself, but then, you know, I like the chug chugs where I can just <laughs> sit up on top and, and think that um, for something like $1.65, I'm getting a, an absolute top river cruise. Yes. But getting back to the festivals, as I said, starting from around about late August, we have the River Fire, then we have the Writers' Festival, and we have the Food and Drink Festival, and all the way through, we have the Brisbane Festival. So whatever your interest, yes, there's a festival for it. Well, fantastic. Well, let's take a step back for a second. When people are, say they're coming from the United States, because I know you lived here for a little bit. Uh, if they're trying to travel to visit Brisbane, are there international flights flying directly into Brisbane? Yes. Brisbane International Airport now is, oh, it's not up there on world standards, depending on what you think of to be a world standard. But most of the flights are going most of the places. We do have actually another little airport fairly close called Coolangatta, and that's actually down south. It's about oh, 45 minutes an hour out of Brisbane. And that will actually link up with all domestic flights all over Australia. But I think that's also beginning to take in a few more international flights. And then in Toowoomba, we have an airport there. I don't know about America, but it certainly is um, matching up with a, a lot of places like Singapore. So yes, look, we're easy to get to. We really are. Once we get to the airport, do we rent a car? Do we take public transportation, uh, use an Uber or something like that? How do we get around uh, the city and how do we get from the airport to uh, to our hotel? So this again will depend quite a lot on how much time you've got to spend here. However, from Brisbane, there is a direct train link every 20 minutes from the airport to the city. Yes, we have taxi cabs. Yes, we have Uber. Most of the larger hotels have their own bus links, their shuttles. So if that's your intention to go to one of the larger hotels, obviously you would take the hotel shuttle. Personally, I'm not into big hotels. I like the little boutiques. And of course, all around the world now, I think, is the growing Airbnb. And they're delightful. In which case, again, it would be a train to take you to the main part of the city or any of the, of the, the cabs. Now, I will admit that public transport in Brisbane, it's fine. It's easy to get around, but it is expensive. And I, I will be the first one to admit that. The best thing to do there would be to get what we call a go card. And I would say that that would be my very first tip for you is before you do anything else, 
and depending on how long you intend to stay, get yourself a go card. And they're the sorts of card where I think you buy it for $5 and then you put on via the automats any amount of money that you you want. In fact, you can even link it, I think, with your PayPal or your credit cards nowadays. And that immediately reduces the costs by half. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then in addition to that, to overcome the other part of the problem, we do have the time slot so that if you want to travel, I think it's between 10 and 3, the price goes down again. So, look, we have to be aware that people have different budgets and therefore sometimes these things can be important. No, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I know that international travel, uh, like the flights, you know, the prices relative are are actually really low compared to what they used to be you know, a couple of decades ago. But, you know, even then, I, I have a family of four, right? And so even if prices are less than $1,000, it's still a lot of money for me to bring my family from the U.S. down to Australia. And so we want to make sure that we're finding ways to save money, whether it's getting that go-card, taking advantage of discounts, uh, maybe that there's discounted admission to the museums and those types of things, finding some free activities. Those definitely make traveling much more affordable. Now, when you talk about free activities, again, I think this is rather lovely. Look, most cities probably do this, but I think Brisbane has got probably the, the, I was going to say a reputation, but that's not quite the word I'm looking for. But what I'm saying is family holidays. There's so much to do on a family basis. We don't have the Taj Mahal. We do not have Zion National Park right on our doorstep. But what we do have is the Australia Zoo, which is an hour or so away. We have the most beautiful beaches. We have some lovely little islands. In fact, I always think if you consider Brisbane City itself as the heart and all of the surrounds as the organs of the body, within an hour, you can find yourself in pretty solid countryside so that you're not in the bush, but, you know, it's, it's sort of that kind of feeling. Only an hour or so, um, in which case you would sort of go west. If you want a high retail, um, high populated area, you go an hour south and you'd go down to surface paradise. If you want the tropics, you would go north. And then, of course, as you know, if you go further north, you've got things like the Barrier Reef and all of those attractions. We also got within an hour of Brisbane for families, we've got the inevitable Sea World, Adventure World, Movie World. And like you say, you can get the overall tickets for those. You know, one ticket will buy you into all of the theme parks, that sort of thing. Okay. You mentioned some, some beaches and like little islands that maybe you can go visit. Do you have any recommendations as far as those? Yeah. Again, we've got things, uh, a place called Stradbroke Island, which is still pretty uninhabited. I think there are sort of dingoes and, and wildlife there. But there is a little place that very few people know about, and it's only oh, less than an hour's drive from Brisbane, and it's called Mudlo. And this is just the most magnificent island if what you're looking for is just a day on the beach. It's got other things like tennis courts or little boating marinas, 
but it really is a beautiful place for families. The only thing that you would do there, I think, is you'd take a picnic lunch because, yes, it's it's got eating places, but they're the usual sort of um, hot dogs and chips kind of places, which I suppose kids enjoy, but <laughs> it depends on your family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my son would have hot dogs or pizza pretty much every meal. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of food and things like that, what are some of your favorites within Brisbane that we should make sure we, we visit? Well, we have Chinatown, very small little Chinatown by some of your standards. But yes, it, it's got numerous Chinese restaurants. And of course, now seems to be quite an interest in Korean restaurants. I think it's just becoming a trend. We have Indian restaurants. One of the things in Brisbane is that depending on the age group, the areas are sort of almost age specifics, I would say. For instance, there's a place called Paddington and all of the restaurants there are, for the most part, converted houses. So you've got um, all the little houses that have been there for 100 years that have been modernized and turned into restaurants. And they'll be themed restaurants, you know, Sri Lanka or Indian, uh, say Korean Funnily enough, not many Australian restaurants. And Paddington also has places that you would go to if you're interested in curio shops. And and I'm not talking about the commercial curios. I'm talking about sort of little old-fashioned Australiana, that sort of thing. So Paddington would be the place you would go. If you're into music, you'd go to the West End. And the West End is uh, it's just an ordinary little shopping area, but by night it comes alive and there's a lot of uh, street dining and you'll get quite a lot of acoustic music groups there. You know, trios will be playing, jazz groups, pretty well all the way along the street. Now, the place, I suppose, almost like um, the crystal of Brisbane would have to be, though, South Bank Parklands. And South Bank Parklands, I think, could be rated on earth because you've got the parkland on one side, you've got the beautiful river with the catamarans and the ferries going, and then on the other side, you've got the high rise of Brisbane itself, connected by a lovely, wide, old-fashioned bridge. South Bank Parklands has eateries, it has places for the kids, it has a lagoon with sand, it has a huge swimming pool, it has walkways, just about everything. And that is just over the road from our cultural centre. Oh, that sounds that sounds pretty amazing. I, I know my kids would love that. <laughs> and the cultural centre, again, has five different types of theatres. We've got the Cremorne, which is a, a sort of little boutique one. We've got the Cupac. We have got the concert hall the playhouse for the more serious stuff. And it's literally all within walking distance. And I may say also that Brisbane is almost completely riverside walk available. So there are walkways that will connect you pretty well all the way around Brisbane. One of my favourite areas is actually where my unit is, is a place called Howard Street Wharf, or wharves, I should say. And it's an old area. And this is really kind of crazy. The Story Bridge, which, of course, is our iconic bridge that we like to think of is a, as good as the Sydney Harbour Bridge, although it, 
it doesn't get quite the same reputation, but it's got that same sort of shape. And there is a wharf underneath that also has a hotel. My feeling is that if you've only got a few days in Brisbane, the Fantaso, I think it's called the Fantanzo Hotel. I don't know how to pronounce it, but Fantanzo Hotel, which is right down on the wharf. And that means to say that you've literally got Brisbane at your footsteps. I was going to say fingertips, but yeah, <laughs> within walking distance pretty well everywhere. There's a lot of restaurants there. Say if I'm there traveling with my family and we want to have a nice breakfast before we head out for the day, where should we go for that? I would say a lot would depend on whether or not you want top stylish food, because in that instance, the hotels, nearly all of the main hotels, the Marriott, the Hilton, they have things like the rooftop breakfast bars and places akin to that. And you would probably pay a lot of money and you would have a huge breakfast and probably not eat another thing all day. And you've got all the views of Brisbane. I don't know that that would appeal to children very much. But we are beginning to build up restaurants along the river where a lot of people now go for breakfast. And again, you've got that lovely iconic atmosphere of um, of having the catamarans and the ferries going past. And of course, you can connect so that you could actually stay in a hotel or in an Airbnb on one side of the river and literally go just down the end of the almost the garden area to the marina and pick up the ferry and go to the other side. There's a few places I wouldn't mention any by name, but certainly a good area would be right in the city centre, but down on the river. So that would be one place. But another place that is really excellent for eating and, again, breakfast, if you're so inclined, is Gray Street. And that's got an, a reputation now for having just about all the different cuisines, not at the high end level of prices, but very much good food, good value, and, again, lovely atmosphere. And Gray Street has everything. And it runs right along South Bank Parklands. You can either do your jog and finish up at your restaurant, or you can meet up at the restaurant and then go on to work or have the rest of your day. So that would be, I think, a good start. Last question before we go into the final countdown. So if we want to go someplace for like the quintessential Brisbane or Australian meal, where would we go for that? I can't say of anything in the city, but just outside, sort of within about 30 or 40 minutes driveway, and this is assuming, of course, that you've got your car, there is a place which it grows its own food. It has the old-fashioned fire and has all of the old steaks and roasts. The Grange, I think it's called The Grange, but if you really want a really authentic Australian experience. There is a place called The Barn, and I'm going to admit right here and now that it's run by the son-in-law and daughter of a friend of mine. But what they have done is they bought, they bought a, an old farmhouse and set it up as, again, Australian food, and there's something called um, Scottish Museum right beside it, which actually has all the old motorbikes 
old cars and a lot of Australiana. So for that 40-minute drive into the country, which I might say is going to Toowoomba, again, a beautiful little little town. So if you've got if you want a day out and you you've got your kids and you want to promise them sort of something interesting along the way, a trip to Toowoomba with a stop off at the barn would pretty well fit everybody's fancy. And Toowoomba has got some beautiful, beautiful coffee houses. And they're down little laneways, you know, that sort of thing. You you wander around Toowoomba and you you just find these little areas here, there and everywhere in in odd places for your coffee. So that would be a a day's trip, I think, that would keep the family fairly happy if you were not going to the beach. And of course, everybody wants a beach in Australia. (laughs) Rightfully so. (laughs) Well, absolutely. So, so Brianna, that sounds like a lot of fun. I know my kids uh, and my family would totally love going down there and, and having that experience like that. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal in Brisbane, where should they go and what should they eat? I'm not going to try to cover all tastes, but what I would do, there is a place called The Powerhouse in New Farm. And The Powerhouse, again, it's an old sugar refinery built in the 1930s. They've just taken the innards out and they have put five little theatres in there. And there's a parkland all the way around, and that's on the river. There is also a place very close and it's well, well known and it's called the New Farm Deli. And the New Farm Deli, whatever you want in this world that fits under the heading of delicatessen, you can buy. And what I would do and in fact love doing with my guests is to go to the New Farm Deli, choose either a takeaway meal and they have a beautiful selection there or go to the shop part of it and buy your cheeses or your smoked meats, your beautiful crusty rolls and go and have a picnic on the river right in front of the powerhouse where they also serve excellent coffee. So that would be my recommendation. (laughs) That sounds like a good meal. Great way to spend the afternoon. Because everybody can be covered that way, no matter matter what your interest. So you've been in in, in Brisbane and in the surrounding area for a number of years now. What's one of your most memorable stories? Well, I would have to say that Brisbane completely changed in 1988 when we had the bicentennial. We'd had the Commonwealth Games here in 1982, and that sort of put Brisbane on the map. I don't know whether you ever remember, you, you can go online and find Matilda, which was a huge kangaroo that did the rounds of the Commonwealth Games. And at a certain point, the belly opened and all the children tumbled out and sort of did their, um, their dancing. So Matilda set the scene for Brisbane. And in 1988, we had Expo and that just changed Brisbane totally. I know it was a long time ago, but from there on, I think we lifted our head up as Brisbane. You know, we were no longer a country town. So that would have to be my main memory. But as far as anything else is concerned, I have to tell you every Tuesday, we have a free concert in our city hall. And it's known as the million dollar or million pound hall because back in the depression, it was one of those community works and they built this magnificent, magnificent hall with this superb organ. 
And every Tuesday we have the most beautiful, completely free concerts. And I just love going there on a Tuesday. I meet up with friends, old and new. And it's rather special to be able to have a top level concert, which is completely free. I've got to tell you, <laughs> I'm into free. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of good times, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Brisbane? Again, I would take you back to the Howard Street Wharves, which is where I'm at. And there's plenty of happy hours there. But there's a place called the Jade Buddha, which is just a little bit out of the Howard Street Wharves. It's on the river again, and it's a favorite place to meet up. And I'll tell you, I don't know whether you have them in the States, but we have meetup groups over here. Do you have meetup groups? We do. Okay. And the Jade Buddha is the the place where people usually start their walk because it's possible to use one of these Brisbane walks and go all the way over what we call the Goodwill Bridge and do a complete circuit. And if you're a good walker, it will take you an hour. If you're like me, it will probably take you all day. But a lot of walks will start with the Jade Buddha, either at happy hour and continue on for an evening walk or it will do it in reverse. So that's that's a good place for happy hour. The other one would be the Story Bridge Hotel. And it's a hotel right underneath the Story Bridge. And it's always full. And again, a lot of jazz music will be found there. And it will usually be there most days of the week at happy hour. That sounds great. I'm not sure if I would rather have a little drink and then go for a walk or go for a walk and, and earn earn my drink and then be able to sit and relax and, and enjoy it. People, people, they're all different. <laughs> for sure. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in, in Brisbane? I had to look this up. I'm going to be totally honest with you. And I found that there's quite a few places that have pepperoni pizzas. However, it turns out I'm not a pizza fan. But the one place that I have ever been to for pizza is a place called Julius. And Julius is actually in the Gray Street that I was talking about. And one of the reasons why I know and like Julius is because, again, we would often buy a slice of pizza if we were going on a walk around South Bank. And I do know that they are highly recommended because I rang up and find out that their pepperoni pizzas are the most popular pizzas that Julius Pizzeria had. So there we are, and it's on Gray Street. It couldn't be in a better location. Fantastic, I can't wait to check it out. So I know you travel a lot, you've lived all over the world. Uh, What's one of your best travel tips? Travel tips, oh, travel light travel light. I think some of my journeys have been totally spoiled by trying to take too much luggage. Look, clothes are so inexpensive these days. You know, if you suddenly hit rainy weather, you can buy a poncho or something in a in a cheap little shop. You can buy the extra t-shirt when you're away. I would just say keep it as light as possible for traveling. I totally agree. So yeah, Brianda, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all the tips for, for Brisbane. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are uh, and if they have any questions, what's the best way for them to reach you on social media? Okay. I have a varied background. I came from England originally, but I've been here all of my life. 
went first of all to New South Wales. My husband did his doctorate degree there. I started my degree process. I'm one of these irritating people that just love doing degrees because I enjoy the challenge. So I've amassed quite a few interests in my life, which sort of took me into the teaching role. But in retirement, I've culminated all of these interests into creative writing. I've been involved in short filmmaking. And now I love doing podcasts. And my podcast is where I put all of my dramatized stories. My podcast is called Fast Fiction Podcasts. And I'm delighted to say that whereas 85 of the stories there have been mine, and I've still got quite a few to go, but I'm now inviting people from America and the UK and Malaysia to join me in submitting stories or participating in the performance side of things. And so we're beginning to put fast fiction podcasts out as what I'm calling working title only, a co-pro pod, a cooperative performance podcast. That's fantastic. Well, maybe somebody listening will actually join up and and be on your podcast. That'd be fantastic. So somebody had a question for Brisbane or about your podcasts. What's the best way for them to reach you on social media? I go under the name of Brianda from Brisbane. So that usually finds me. I have Facebook there. And fairly new, but it's uh, coming on, Will. Good day from Oz Down Under. And you will once again hear my dulcet lyrical voice as I introduce you to various people and places around Brisbane. Good day from Oz Down Under. Fantastic. We'll include links to all that in the show notes. And, And Brenda, I really appreciate you coming on the show. And we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. What an awesome conversation with Brianda. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Brisbane. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash Acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we at the Minneapolis, Minnesota to seek my new friend Jeremy Hans, the author of Baggage, Confessions of a Globetrotting Hypochondria. Jeremy and I talk about the Mall of America, Minnehaha Falls, and the Renaissance Fair. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.